Hello, welcome to our podcast called My Mentor. I'm excited to be back here doing what I truly love the most, empowering women with the stories of other women. On this episode, I'll be sharing updates from the recently concluded event by the United Nations Women Committee on the Status of Women, an event which I was privileged to attend. This event took place in New York, the United States of America, and attracted women from all over the globe, youths, subject matter experts, representatives of the United Nations member states, civil society organizations, and the UN entities. Now, what were the issues that were discussed and why is this important for us to discuss on the show, My Mentor? Remember, My Mentor podcast is that chumcast that empowers women from all over the world through the experiences of other women in their chosen fields. My name is Edidio Hidang and I am your anchor. So let's get started, shall we? Like I mentioned earlier, our focus today will be on the just concluded events of the UN Women um, CSW. So when I say CSW, I'm referring to the Commission on the Status of Women, which is the United Nations Women uh, uh, Committee. But before I proceed, I know some people will be asking, who are these people and what do they do? The, comi- the Commission on the Status of Women is the principal global intergovernmental body dedicated to the promotion of gender equality and the empowerment of women in Africa. So every year, this commission organizes an annual two-week session where participants gather, you know, the participants I talked about, the UN subject matter experts, women, civil society organizations, where all these people gather to discuss progress and gaps in the implementation of gender legislations, as well as, of course, emerging issues that affect gender equality and the empowerment of women. I'm just sounding gender, 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 and I'm really loving it, actually. So this year, the priority theme um, for the the event, the, the session, was on innovation and technological change. And of course, they added education in the digital age for achieving gender equality and of course the empowerment of all women and girls. This this, uh, priority theme was very broad but the focus here was on innovation, technological change and of course education of women within the digital space. As we proceed we'll understand why um, this topic was really relevant, even more relevant for us and for any woman out there or any organization of women who are working to empower women. This is a very vital topic, emerging issues that need to be discussed. And these are issues that can aid uh, our mentorship program. Okay, so what were the issues and why do we need to speak about achieving gender equality for women within the digital space? At this event, um, during the opening uh, session, um, the United Nations Women uh, Women Executive Director, her name is Ms. Sima Bahus, 
um, made some very critical points, which I was uh, I was able to quote. And these are very important things I would like any listener out there to um, listen to and, of course, take note. She mentioned that digital poverty and digital divide is the new poverty facing women. Before now, we used to think it was the lack of water, it was the lack of uh, energy and all of that um, resources. But we have been made to understand now that digital poverty, and you understand what digital poverty means. Now, she went ahead to add, add that women are less likely to use the internet. And this digital gap has caused women a lot of issues or a lot of problems. If you look at it from the developing part of the uh, developing countries, they said this has reduced women access to information on health. So many information you can check on Google or find out, oh, I'm having this neck pain, what should I do? Or I'm having a lump under my breast, what should I do? Those are information you can access on the internet. But women who don't have access um, to, to, the, to internet do not have access to such information. They also um, do not have access to what is going on around their environment. And the most important is employment. With ICT jobs being high-paying jobs in developed countries, experts have said that women are less excited to explore these options. And there are many reasons to this, some of which you already know and are very obvious in our society. Now, let's even see what is happening, that even in pits, those who are even trying to engage within the digital space, let's see what is happening to them. In recent times, women who dare to explore the internet for speaking up to abuse and other forms of violence get attacked for doing so. You have a typical example of this going on in Afghanistan and Iran, where women activists face persecution for blogging and, of course, speaking up. So why should we even have more women in the digital space? Experts at this conference you know, made uh, contributions towards this. And one of the things, or some of the things that I picked up was that technology and innovation are enablers and offers huge potential for improvement for women and girls. Whether you're looking at it in the area of mental health, you're looking at it in the area of sanitation, you're looking at it in the area of relationship, you're looking at it in the area of mentorship, these are things that technology and innovation can bring to women and improve their lives. According to the UN Women Boss again, she said that it can even drive concrete process and reduce hunger, produce safe environment benefiting women. Now, how does it reduce hunger? Women can, now, a lot of women are selling their stuffs on social media, which of course increases their financial capacity. It can drive hunger completely because once the women are financially empowered, then their children and their families are, are, are better off. Are you even aware that social media has helped women seek for help from domestic violence and human security? Are you even also aware, this was one of the points that really caught my attention, that older women who are oftentimes neglected or abandoned in care homes by their loved ones for no fault of theirs, use the, inter the internet to occupy their <laughs> themselves and remain sane. So the importance of 
the you know having that communication within the technological space can never be over cannot be overemphasized. So what are the challenges or those barriers that keep women away from enjoying the benefits of technology? Um, while pondering upon this, one common one that comes to my mind is stereotypes. You know, over time, women have been made to believe that the digital space is a masculine one. And this is very obvious in the social conf uh, configuration um, around our uh, curriculum. The issue dates back to the configuration of our academic calendars. You see that some STEM uh, subjects are seen as being very masculine, like when you talk about physics and chemistry, even the male, <laughs> the, the male sound of the word sounds very masculine. I remember um, when I was in school, my one of my close friends in the university um, told me she felt so odd as the only female, sub, uh, female student in an electrical engineering class she was the only one so when they had to carry their boards doing all their drawings she felt very odd because she was the only one in the midst of men these stereotypes are very real so at the un women conference in new york a lot was said about access to technology even for rural women the truth is that we can't achieve full inclusion of women in the digital space when a few other women are left behind and I'm very particular about women in the rural area because there are a lot of barriers that hinder them. You talk about infrastructure, some of them having accessible mobile phones, having access to internet and all of that. These women have so much to offer. The power of rural women, I've talked about this in my previous, or one of the articles I wrote to mark International Day of Rural Women. And I, I highlighted the, the richness in what these women carry and hoping that they could have more opportunities our governments and policymakers can incorporate these women into decision making processes to guide or to maximize the knowledge that they already have from engaging at the very grassroots now rural women have traditional knowledge they have the ability to manage resources they have the ability to report and even measure whatever milestones that they have achieved. But look at it from this angle. How can they improve on these processes with the use of technology? This is why digitalization and technology became the utmost priority of the UN Women Committee on the Status of Women. And this is why anybody who is listening to this podcast should be taking this up as a, something to explore and perhaps um, continue this conversation until every woman has access to digitalization. So what's the way forward? We've said so much. Uh, I've tried to recap what was said in two weeks in less than uh, 15 minutes. So what's the way forward? How does this help us as individuals, as women? How does this help us as end users or front end or back end and all of that? From everything I have discussed so far, creating a future where women have access to technology should be everyone's business. Whether they are small children, whether they are the girl child, whether they are young adults, and, or whether they are um, women in active years, or elderly women. This should be everyone's business. No more should our girls be conditioned to shy away from STEM subjects because they feel 
it is masculine or is a masculine field for them to explore. No more should women give up job roles because they do not have ICT skills. I feel our human resource systems should provide opportunities for such skills to be learned on the job. Digital softwares should be designed with the end users in mind, especially women. This may entail having more women in leadership positions for the tech sector. We need to have more STEM colleges and ICT programs should be designed in an attractive manner to allow girls have access to them. We must close this technological and digital divide if we want to have progress. In achieving this digital fit, we need to recognize the fact that the digital space is not safe and women have been abused while engaging at this level. This was one thing that we talked about during um, the conference. You want, we want more women to come to this space, but have we also realized that a lot of women suffer abuse even within this space? So we must be able to strike that balance so that as we're bringing in more women, we are also making, creating that awareness that this space can also be a very unfriendly one so women can know how to adjust and then maximize the benefits. Women must endeavor to speak up and form formidable alliances to fight online violence and abuse targeted at them. Recently, um, during uh, some election, women were being um, targeted online and um, the online space was used as a battlefield, you know, bringing uh, the opponents were bringing up the past experiences of these women and putting it on the public space just to create that barrier and make them withdraw. So women must be able to form formidable alliances to fight online violences and abuse that are targeted at them. So as agreed at the UN Women event, digital rights are women's rights. We need to develop norms, standards, whether we are civil society organization, policy makers, we need to develop norms and standards to ensure that these rights are protected. Ah, today I spoke so much like, like a civil society person, but I know very well that this episode will stand as one of my best solo podcasts as I feel very passionate speaking about this topic. Maybe because I was privileged to attend this event or because I have been transformed by the wave of the digitalization being imbued in me from the UN CSW event. I had my own share of technology swap immediately. Um, the, the flare was just burning so high. So, but jokes apart, every woman needs to catch this digitalization fever moving forward and be challenged to create the change that we expect to see either as a mentor a mentee a civil society organization member a policy maker or the front or the end user this is where we call it a day if this program was insightful and you have a feedback to share I will be so happy to read from you. You can drop it via this medium or check it out or drop it at my website. It's www.adidiongidang, it's one word, dot com slash podcast. Every podcast episode I have had 
is hosted there just click on it and then underneath drop your comment in the comment box i'll be so happy to hear your feedback if you attended this conference also and you would love to share your take backs or your feedback or what you know add to what i have just said please share as well let's make this conversation continue even after the uncsw event then you may wish to follow us uh, on instagram my mentor podcast is on instagram that's where we have a lot of clips of words or stuff that have happened. It is my mentor underscore podcast. You can catch up with briefs from our previous uh, episodes and um, you'll be good to go. So please share the link of this podcast with your mentees, your mentors or your friends. And we will be happy that you did that. So until I come again next time, next month with another exciting episode. Stay safe and God bless. Bye.